Welcome to a new episode of the Empower to Grow podcast, your go-to career advice podcast if you are an international engineer or technical expert looking to grow to the next level of your career in Germany. My name is Sarah and it is my passion to support you to create a career where your life and work are not two separate things but one entity. As a former tech recruiter and certified coach, I will give you easy-to-follow steps for your job search and application process, tons of inspiration for your personal development and hands-on advice from inspirational interview guests. Get ready to take some notes and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to a new episode of the Empower to Grow Career Podcast. Um, you know, in Germany, um, the bureaucratics are really overwhelming, even for native Germans like myself. And it took me a very long time to figure out which insurances I really need, what I need to do to save money uh, in a way that it makes sense for me and what the best strategy for my pension is. So I can only barely imagine what it must be like for someone who comes here from a foreign country. Things like opening a bank account, finding the right health insurance become really challenging tasks. So today in this episode, I want to introduce you to someone who has experienced these challenges firsthand and now uses her own experience as well as her expert knowledge as a financial planner to help international people to make their German finances easy. Alicia Aswani. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the second interview, so I'm very excited. You're the second guest ever. <laughs> so um, would you like to introduce yourself and briefly also tell your own international story? Because I think this is really interesting about you as well, your own um, international story and how you came to Germany and, and, and all of that. Sure, yes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, um, as you mentioned, my name is Alicia Aswani and I was born in Spain, but um, I have Indian and Bolivian roots. So my mom is half Bolivian and my dad is half Indian, um, but my grandparents, they immigrate to Spain. So how many people um, immigrate to Germany? Mine decided to go to Spain because it's warmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a um, grandchild of, of immigrants in Spain, um, but the second husband of my mother um, is German. This is how I have the attachment to Germany since um, I'm a small kid. So we were kind of moving between uh, Germany and Spain. Um, yeah, so um, I always have... Um, I have always talked German, <laughs> so that's my mother language and Spanish. Uh, and then, of course, because of my Indian family and I went to an American school, um, I had the chance to to talk more English as well home. Ah, I was always wondering why you speak German, German completely fluent without any accent. Okay, now I know. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, I learned it with when I was very, very small. I was five years old when I had my first um, like German German class, and that's. Um, what it makes the service also so special or so good that um, the knowledge of German, the understanding of the bureaucracy and of the mindset is there because I think I'm a little bit German. 
<laughs> or people, uh -huh. people say about me I'm German. So I think that's true. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it always depends on what you think about yourself. So if you think you're German, then it must be definitely true. Yeah, the last time, yeah, now uh, <laughs> to the uh, to the background uh, of the financial advising, about 10 years ago, I was 24 years old. No, I, it's 12 years ago. <laughs> I was 24 <laughs> and I was living in Spain um, and I kind of missed Germany or I was not feeling really good in Spain. I don't know. I wanted to make a um, career and it's very, I think it's still very difficult in Spain. So I moved to Germany. I, I made the jump. My mom was living in Germany. And when I arrived, I was really, I was young and I had no job. I had no money, nothing. Um, and I made the jump and I started, uh, you know, to, to clean in, in McFit. It's a fitness studio. Um, so I started, mm -hmm. you know, working as a waiter and so on to really, you know, build up myself and build up some assets. So, um, that was uh, my beginnings and I made everything wrong, wrong, what you can do, um, with the social system, with the health insurance. It was the time 2009 where health insurance became mandatory. Um, so I was not aware of that and I came to Germany and I had no health insurance. So I had, you know, I noticed that after many months and I had to pay all the months in once. So, oh. yes, very bad. Uh, I didn't have Haftpflichtversicherung. I didn't know what's GZ. I didn't know how to open a bank account. I remember going to HASPA and they say, no, you need first a registration. And I say, what is a registration? And then I went to the city hall to have a registration. So it was really, it was really like a blind chicken and doing everything wrong. And of course, that cost me a lot of money and time. Okay, yeah, now I get it. What makes you an expert in this field? Because you've really experienced the pain of not knowing what to do, of having to pay because what you did was considered illegal in Germany. <laughs> so at the point, nobody say, hey, you have to do it like that. Not in school, not my parents, nobody. And um, expats, oh, we just feel so lost. Nowadays, you can Google a lot of things and you have this amazing... Um, Forums where expats, you know, um, meet each other and help each other. But before it was not like that. And yeah, that's how the idea of the service came. Yeah, I totally get it. What connects you to the job you're doing now? Before we go into detail about it, can you explain what financial planning means to you? Mm -hmm. Financial planning, uh, that's a good question. Uh, financial planning means to me having a plan. I think that the word plan is <laughs> at all. Um, because... Um, Many people think, oh, I start, you know, to save 50 euros or I just make a saving account somewhere. It's the first step. It's good. It's better than nothing. But it's not really a planning. So a planning means, for example, starting with your budget uh, to see what is your income, what is your outcome, like what are your spendings and what is left and how you split this leftovers. And this is how you build up your saving and your wealth. And of course, what kind of insurance is fit for you and to your current situation. And that makes a, a plan. You know, it's like driving a, a car and you don't know where you're going. So, you know, you drive, you drive and you waste full, full but you don't really have a goal or a plan. Yeah. So it's kind of the same as with career planning. I always tell my clients, well, you need a goal. You need to know where you're going. So the same, um, of course, applies to your finances. 
Um, why do you feel, I mean, you've already given a, an insight into this, but why do you feel financial planning is especially important in Germany, apart from you can get illegal very quickly? Yeah. <laughs> What yeah. else makes it important in Germany? Um, because in Germany, everything, so we, we're living in a social system where, well, you can recognize that from the taxes that we pay and the, the the amount of Krankenkasse, of health insurance and uh, pension means that a lot of our salary, a lot of what we earn goes into the taxes or social system. And many people are not aware what kind of money or which amount goes out of their salary. You know, imagine an expert that they see, okay, this is my netto. And now that I have my brutto, oh my God, this is so much less. And But they kind of accept that. They know, oh, Germany is like that, but they're not really aware in which situation will I see that money back? Means uh, when I get sick or when I'm not able to work or when um, I leave a family if I die, you know, what happens when I will see my money again and how much money I will see in pension? Because that is also a big topic, pension. Um, in Germany, there is a certain amount that you earn and above that, there is no more pension. So mm. you have to provide on your own. And I think this social system or to know what are you paying in is, is very basic or it's very important to know how much you should save for the future. So it makes kind of sense. So you are closing the gap and yeah, it's part of the financial planning. So I think it's especially important in Germany because yes, there's state support, but you have, have you need to have things on your own. Yeah, I think this might lead to misunderstanding otherwise, because Germany, I think, is known in the world for being very social and supportive of everybody. And if you're not aware that no, no, Germany does not provide everything, then it might lead to a big problem once you're in pension. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And experts change their mind. They come here talking about myself and you think, yeah, Germany got me. <laughs> yes, because it's better than our country. You know, it's better than in Spain. Mm -hmm. Indian and South America, but still when you're get to used to the standard of living and then you look um, behind the scene, you see, hmm, it could be better for what I'm paying. Yeah, that's what it like. So um, for people who are new in Germany, what would you recommend as their first steps with regards to insurances and finances? What are the essential things to have within your first months in Germany? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first of all, of course, um, the Wohnbescheinigung, you have to register because with this registration, you go, can go to the bank and open a bank account. Mm, then, of course, you know, the working contract. <laughs> so income, steady income, it's very important. <laughs> mm. um, and um, Haftpflichtversicherung. Haftpflicht, that's a non-mandatory insurance. That means um, when you, you know, damage uh, something from a third party or you lose the keys of the employer of the landlord so this insurance covers the cost that might appear because of of the damage and of course the health insurance you know that's mandatory in germany that's very important you know either you go to a public one or you go to a private one so you know depending on the salary you can choose so i think that's very important to have a bank account a good health insurance and a haftpflicht so this is like the base of all Mm -hmm. Of that, of course, I would say you start with a pension or you start to look, okay, what I'm earning, what, what I will get back later. 
So I'm, you know, I'm also happy to be able to tick all of these and go, yeah, I've got them. <laughs> Because yeah. even for Germans, it's not self-explanatory. We don't learn it at school. Our moms and dads sometimes don't know the best solutions. So yeah, we also have to inform ourselves. So even for me, this is really helpful to talk to you and get your um, opinion as an expert about all of this and make sure that, okay, I've got that too. <laughs> and I'm providing for my pension. So, um, but Yeah, you, we know that you're a financial advisor or financial planner. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people like you or with similar jobs out there. So insurance traders. Um, and from my personal experience and also what I've heard from other people, a lot of them are looking for quick sales, especially to sell to people who are not familiar with our system and don't really know how it works. Because, um, yeah, everyone who's not aware of how the system works seems to be a good victim for them to sell to. Um, what would you tell our listeners to pay attention to when speaking to these people? Is there anything that you would strongly advise our listeners not to buy or not to do with these people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, first, is, um, first of all, it's important to know the education of the financial advisor. You know, there is a lot of um, advices they start, but they have to start. So I cannot really say, okay, he's a newcomer, don't listen to him. Because, you know, everybody deserves a chance. So it's important that you feel that the person who's talking to you, you know, it's looking really into your situation that is taking you seriously, that is listening and having the empathy to understand your needs. That's very important, I would say. Something that you feel. You feel because a financial advisor is there to stay. It means he will be in your life. When you change your address, when you get married, when you have children, you have to let him know or her. So it's something also personal that you have to feel that you fit uh, together. And then, of course, the, the, the location. Okay, is he registered? Uh, does he has 34D? This is the Bescheinigung. <laughs> okay. Title. So kind of the license to have. Okay. Or, mm -hmm. From the IHK, you know, from the... Well, it's the industrial chamber, in, something like the Chamber of Industry and Commerce. I think that would it, what it would translate to roughly IHK, I think, is quite known. I think, yeah. I hope. <laughs> I hope too. Yeah. So there is um, where we are registered, registered. So um, it's nice, you know, if the advisor sh can show you that, you know, the registration. Um, and yes, so that's an important point. When you notice that you say to the advisor, yes, but I need A and he is trying to give you B, then, you know, it might not fit, you know, because don't buy this or don't buy that. It's very difficult because it depends. There are some financial products, they don't fit to anybody. And some, they fit very well to that. Doesn't mean that they are good or bad. So it really depends on the personal situation. You know, you have family, uh, taxes, income, la, la, la. So th that's a big point. Let the advisor listen to you and to your needs. Okay. Yeah. I think I understand what you mean. So if I feel that somebody is interested in my situation in also in the goals that I want to achieve with my finances or, or understands if I'm a person who needs a lot of security or who is more risk oriented, or if somebody takes the time to find that out about myself rather than just trying to sell me um, a fixed standard product, then it's already a good sign. Exactly. Yeah. Or he, at least he should um, explain you why. 
why does this fit to you? And if you understand and it has a good feeling and you have read, you know, the, the outcome of the investment and you're okay with that, so, you know, there is no, you know, it's everything okay. Okay, that already sounds good. But this process here in Germany, so starting with all of this planning and the, the yeah, you have all your finances, your insurances, it can seem really overwhelming and scary. And as a result, a lot of people postpone their financial planning um, actions. So when do you think is a good time to start these activities? <laughs> well, as you know, yesterday... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what financial planners always say. <laughs> <laughs> Because there is no perfect time, especially to save. Of course, when arriving in Germany, we talked about what is important to start with. But as you know, if you decide that you like to stay, it's better to start now with a smaller amount to save and then later because time is so powerful. And especially when we work with investments, you have this compounds effect that time is on your side. So um, I think that's very powerful, you know, to, to start as soon as possible with, you know, with what you have. That's why budgeting is so important. Yes, true. And also um, a lot of people that are probably listening to us right now and some of the people I work with are actually job searches at the moment and they don't have a stable income. So um, what would you advise especially to them with regards to um, financial planning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. First of all, you need an income to be, you know, to feel safe and to know, okay, mm -hmm. I got that every month. I can spend that, for example, my pension or for buying a home, whatever. Um, yes, budgeting. I think budgeting with what you have, I think that's a discipline, you know, or not spending in, if you, if you know that you're not getting more income, why you would spend money in things you don't need? You know, if you know, okay, I know I will get more income. Of course you can spend, but if not, you really have to watch out what you have right now. And that's that's an art. That's a discipline I can't teach. This is something I say, but I it 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 has to be inside this budgeting thing or this discipline to know. Okay, this is what I earn. This is what I can spend, and the rest is for my older me or for my dreams, for my house. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's something that you can learn without having a salary. For me, it really helped to just really create a list of what I'm spending and what my income is to have a good overview because we, I think we easily lie to ourselves by having a feeling, oh, this month I didn't really spend anything. But if you check it, if you check your account, what you've really spent and where the money goes to, um, you notice how Well, yeah, what, what happens? So, so, um, that sometimes you've cheated yourself because actually, okay, yeah, I did go to, well, earlier it was usually I go, I went to a restaurant or, um, yeah, I did spend, um, some, some extra money on clothes, but I forgot. So I think it does help to have a, a plan or at least do that for a certain time, even for one or two months, um, to have an overview of what you're really spending and that just to raise awareness. So that's what helped me with getting an understanding of my um, income and my spendings and um, have an understanding of the budget. Correct. That's the best way to do, you know, like make this list to know, okay, what I'm spending and have, it's like a diet. You know, when you go to a dietist, they, they say, hey, write down what you eat. 
and then we have a look together and then you're like oh my god this is what i eat in a day <laughs> yeah with with food it's easy to cheat yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i do that a lot <laughs> it's a discipline and um you don't have to be perfect Perfe perfection is odd and doesn't make you happy uh, it's important to learn which investments are in yourself what makes you better what makes you feel better you know when you go to an interview or you visit your clients and you feel pretty wearing the new clothes and that makes you more confident and then you will have uh, you know a better connection to your customers or you make a close that's perfect because that's an investment in yourself oh that is a good way to see it okay next time when shopping is possible again i will tell myself hey i will make a better impression on my clients definitely Great. <laughs> um, yeah, earlier, I think you, you hinted at it briefly, but some people are not in Germany forever. So I have quite a few clients who say, hey, I was here for my education. I want to spend my first years in Germany, but then I'm planning to go back to my home country. Um, which recommendations do you have for those people? So can they follow the same steps that you've mentioned in the beginning or should they do something differently? Because they might never need the pension in Germany. So what should they do? do with their money that's true so here we have two um two kind of people one um they say okay they have a contract for three years then of course if they know in three years i'm going to leave then um for example we do we do not do pension we do like a flexible saving accounts with investment um that has for example no tax benefits and you know The benefits of a pension plan, they, they fall apart, but still they maintain the flexibility and they start saving. Mm -hmm. so that's very good. They don't have to wait this three years because three years is a very important time in savings. And of course, they need the same insurances. So once you move out of Germany, you can, you know, cancel everything. It's very easy to cancel things. So here they don't need to be afraid that they don't come out of certain, you know, contracts or whatever. So, um, and there are... People who would say, I, oh, I'm going to move out of Germany <laughs> in one or two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they stay here, you know, like me, I want to stay two years. Now it's 12 years that you become a local. So you postpone the saving more and more. Oh, no, I will do that when I go back home. And then maybe you've met a person, you get married, you have children, and then you never will come out of Germany. <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck here forever yes <laughs> and then you have lost maybe two three four years that you could have saved even a small amount and the growth of that money and that's very sad that's a pity so i have to really uh, that's a good thing talking to people to customers say what is your plan and really making um making clear okay is this just a plan or something that you feel because this can change so fast so fast. And once you lived in Germany, going back to your country is very difficult because I couldn't live in Spain anymore now working. I would get crazy. I would kill everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Don't respond emails. Horrible. So, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> many people feel that way. So, we have to distinguish are you an expat becoming local or are you really an expat for, uh, with the. Um, with the contract that terminates in a couple of years. 
Yeah, I think that's very important. And that also brings us back to what you said in the beginning, the goals. So, of course, it's fine if you change your plans, if you meet somebody, get married. You you probably didn't know that when you finished your studies that you will find the love of your life and then just stay in Germany forever. Or, um, Yeah, so we have to be flexible and let spontaneous things happen. But then um, I think it always makes sense to to do savings. Um, and, you know, how, oh, that is another question. How easy is it to transfer the normal savings that I make when I'm planning to stay here for like three or four years to a, something that would go into my pension when I feel I'm staying longer? Is there any, you know, way that it, the money transfers easily? Yes, to the statutory, not um, but to the private, yes, of course. What you can do, a strategy is, uh, for example, uh, an expert earns 3,000, but to say, hey, Alifia, I want to wait still one or two years till I'm sure I have a contract here forever, I'm going to stay, or I can bring my wife, you know, we have that situation mm -hmm. often. Um, then we, we budget and we put the amount that you could can save for sure into a flexible account. Uh, and after... Um, Because he is, he gets used to save that amount, and after we split it, you know, one into the pension account and one in, stays into the flexible. So he he have he has done the job, but the transition is, is easy. Okay, so that I think is a great thing. That yeah, okay, I because you said it always makes sense to start saving, no matter for how long you're staying in Germany. I mean, it always makes sense. Yes. So and then to transfer a part of it into the pension, yeah, I think that is a great strategy to use. A lot of my clients, when they work with me, one of their biggest goals is to achieve financial freedom one day. Um, so what is your best advice uh, to give to those people? How how can they reach the financial freedom in the future? You know, financial freedom is so different for so many people. You know, financial freedom, for example, that you don't have to wake up, you know, or have a boss. For many, it's that. For many, financial freedom means I don't need to work anymore. Hmm. So um, I think, of course, if you want to be flexible and want to have financial freedom, means that you decide what you earn. Of course, you need a, a side hustle. You need a side business or you need to look into getting a freelance in Germany to find a service that is needed in Germany, that you're good at. And yeah, and start like Being a freelancer, that's uh, the best part. And um, here you can use your flexible savings, you know, for later. You will need a financial cushion, an airbag, that can maintain you a certain time uh, until you find your clients, until you make money. Um, so it's more in investing in yourself rather than in a house, for example, or something um, more specific. So it will be in your company. And if you want to be fully financial free, it, I mean, it takes time. And you have to have, you know, savings, real estates, companies, you have to spread. That's uh, how you become wealthy. Now, it's not, you know, because the pension plans are there to maintain your standard of livings, that you are okay, it's something security. But of course, you cannot be on a, on a yacht or uh, you can buy a mansion with that, you know. If you want that, you need to have a company or buy real estates. Or bitcoins, <laughs> or shares, <laughs> or from Tesla. Um, yeah, there are many ways. But of course, um, become a freelancer. That's the that's the most important thing, I believe. 
Okay. Well, in general, create some type of passive income, no matter if it's with um, some real estate or if it's um, investing in the stock market or I don't know. Um, for me, for example, it's creating an online course. So I'll do that. Right. I'm doing that right now. I'm doing it once and then I don't have to spend time on it again. So it's some kind of passive income that I'm creating um, because, yeah, it will sell automatically more or less. So with a lot of so anything that is not using my own time um, in exchange for money, that is something that will eventually create a bit of wealth for me. Correct. At least this is my understanding of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, and maybe you have more time, you know, time is important to you, you know, like you want to be financial independent means that you you decide when you go to work. So it, it depends. It's about time. It's about money. It's about millions. You know, it's about the normal salary you get by working less. For me, a financial independence is freedom. It's I do my sport when I want. I make my breaks when I want. I go with my husband to lunch. You know, that's <laughs> yes, definitely. So it's, yeah, you're right, definitely right. It's a very individual and personal um, um, thing, what financial freedom means for every individual. And yours is awesome. It's perfect making a passive income. You know, that's something that I don't have, for example. And that, that's awesome. That's an art. <laughs> that's <laughs> an art. Building passive income. I think that's the next level to be a freelancer. Definitely. Okay, so um, earlier you were already um, mentioning that nowadays it's really easy to inform ourselves about financial planning insurances because there are expert forums. Which um, free resources can you recommend uh, to people to watch and learn more about insurances and finances in Germany? Yeah, for expats, um, so of course I do a lot of things on LinkedIn. For English-speaking people, then uh, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, or make an appointment, then you have a one-to-one -one call. And, of course, now speaking about insurances or investments, you mean? Um, basically, in general, so where can expat get some good information, some helpful information? And, yes, it's great that you already mentioned your own videos. Um, I'm not sure if our listeners have seen them, so I will definitely um, put some links in the show notes to your videos. So Alicia does great, um, yeah, detailed videos where she explains one aspect of a certain financial um, product or or an insurance um, in, in in really detailed videos, and they are great because they are especially targeted at international people to understand how the financial world works in Germany. So I will definitely add a link to those um, in the show notes so you can all have a look. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So I think that that will that's a great source uh, about entrances. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> And um, then you have about investments or mindset. You know, there. I think ETF. It's very cool. You know, when you know a bit more of, about ETF or mutual funds, um, there you can find uh, amazing books. Well. I have to say, I learned doing, uh, learning by doing. I started investing myself. And that's also a, a great way to learn. You know, feeling the market, understanding it a little bit, knowing, okay, why I'm putting that amount in this mutual fund and so on. But really, I don't know, I have learned investment it's by my own and uh, education, but I cannot recommend my educational books. 
<laughs> no, and many of them are in German. So I also learned with, um, the, well, there are a lot of great people out there nowadays um, who are doing trainings, courses, who are very active on Instagram, explaining finances, especially to women. I've just not found anyone apart from you who does that um, for expats. So um, maybe, yeah, maybe you're very unique with that positioning there in Germany. Thank you. Yeah, we have great corporations as well. For example, we have a corporation with them, with the real estates that they offer guidance to expats how to buy a real estate that you're not living. So, um, but it's in German. What I do is I connect them or make the bridge if there's something I can't offer, you know, or it's not my field. I have great corporations. And here it's very important the face to face meetings. You know, and there's no commitment behind. So really, expats have the chance to get to know the market. You know, sometimes to listen to a beratung, to a consultation, go there and to see, okay, what is the person saying? Is this interesting for me? Yes, no. Mm -hmm. True. And they can always do that with you. We'll talk about that in, in just in a minute in the end to, to find out how they can actually work with you. But you also mentioned one thing. So you said, for example, with the real estate person that will be in German. I think that is a general problem that no matter which insurance you're taking or whichever financial plan you're going to choose, all the documents are in German. And even as a native speaker, I sometimes find this legal German very difficult to understand. So do you have any idea how to solve this problem with the paperwork before you are fluent in German? Well, you have always like a translator that can help you to understand what the papers want to say. A lot mm -hmm. of work is about data security. You know, when we have like pension contracts, it's like three, four pages, only data security. Um, that really doesn't really affect the contract. It really doesn't matter to the numbers. It doesn't matter to the person, to the names and how it's treated. So that's a really bad, a big thing in Germany. Like Germany is very, very... So everything what you do, even if we change address, the person gets a lot of papers, you know. Sometimes the companies are obligated to inform the customer of any change of everything. Mm -hmm. And that creates a confusion because I think it's more paperwork than it should be or the information. So the information is much more less for the client than the paperwork. And that creates sometimes also the, the bad feeling or the insecurity. Oh my God, that's a lot. And oh, I get so many papers. So of course, um, if you're really interested in knowing okay, what, what is written, I would say, you know, use Google or there are another cool tool called DEEPL. This is what I use sometimes. And yes, the advisor. But of course, what I say, you know, you need to double check as well. <laughs> yeah. So Google and the advisor, it should be a, a mutual work to make the person understand what is written. Okay. So, and I also will have a look at the, the tool you just mentioned and then um, maybe put a link there in the show notes as well. That's uh, what I use for complicated, for more complicated emails or explanations for a customer and works very well. Okay. So I will put a link to that as well. I think um, it's helpful for a lot of international people here to have a professional translating tool rather than just Google. 
Yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, you've explained quite a lot of uh, a lot to us about what the first steps are to do here in Germany, which insurances are mandatory, what to do for your for your savings, for your pension. So it's actually quite a lot to keep in mind. Although all of it makes sense, it might be difficult for some of our listeners to remember. So really, the good news is that nobody has to go through this process alone. So there is always people um, like yourself or other financial planners based on, well, your location, um, who will help you as internationals with every step along the way. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about financial planners, well, financial planners in general? So how exactly people like yourselves help us? Where do their services start? Where do they end? That would be great to understand that concept a little bit better. Of course, yeah, that, that's um, also one of the first clarification and questions um, I get from customers. Um, who are you? What are you doing? Where's your office? Um, how you get paid? And so on and so on. And I think that's very important to understand. So um, important is when you go to a financial advisor that um, make sure this person works with a lot of companies. <laughs> in the market that's the first um, thing um, because when you ask you know for a basic um, Haftpflicht you know mm -hmm. you can get like this liability insurance online via track 24 but having an advisor will not cost you more money because we get paid by the companies so um, either ways if the person pays three euros four euros five euros per month for the insurance we get equally you know paid by the companies. So there's um, um, a model behind um, and it doesn't matter which company. So it's all the same. So yeah, make sure that the advisor can show you different options. You know, there, there's where good advising starts to give, you know, one, two, three options. So the customer can see, okay, that I have options. This is what the market is saying and I can choose. So here mm -hmm. starts, I think, good advising and financial advising to give the opportunity to choose. Um, and there is no ending in financial advising because um, I grew also with my customers. It means my customers are at my age and we have all the same, you know, goals and dreams. First, of course, it's important to have pension. So this is, I think, one of the first things people want to do. They want to take care of themselves when they're older or have their own home. And But what they don't realize um But I know in advance that these customers are becoming better, 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 better in their jobs every day mm -hmm. and every year. And they will get more money. And they are now in their 20s and their 30s. But in 10 or 20 years, they will be managers. They will be uh, really, you know, high performers. And they will make a lot of money. And then pension plans, how they will have everything. So what can I offer? How can I grow with them? So that's also important that you grow with your customers. So there's no ending really, you know, and the beautiful thing is when they have children. So I, some of my customers have already children, you know, they call me and then they need a saving plan for the children. So it, it's really, it is steady development. Mm -hmm. So you really are there to accompany these, these people or your customers throughout their lives. And I really like the aspect of being able to grow with them. So um, yeah, Fitting, um, fitting new needs. So when they they yeah evolve in their career, they might have different needs and 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 new things they can suddenly afford. And then um, that you will tell them, okay, what what's best for your situation now? 
Okay, but what what if one day you decide to go back to Spain or go somewhere else? What will happen with your customers? That is something I was just wondering. Yes, well, this can happen. You know, um, I don't say that anything is impossible, but um, I felt I, I'm here to stay and it's something that I, I really love to do. It doesn't feel very hard to me um, that I have to wake up and do that. So it's something I like to talk about. I like to talk about money. I like to talk about the goals. So it's like a conversation between friends when I talk to my customers. So um, I believe I can do that all my life. It's, it doesn't cost me energy and I like it. Um, of course, it can be that one day I have a family or um, we have two kids, three kids, or I don't know. My husband is also very international. He likes to travel and he might get a job somewhere. Who knows? Then I have to adapt. My business have to adapt to my situation. Doesn't mean that I will let it go. It's something that I can do remote from everywhere. And actually, after the pandemic, after Corona, um, I became much more remote. And actually, Sarah, I, I rent an office now in, in, in the city center. I'm almost not using it. I'm there alone. I do my videos and my consultations. But, you know, it changed so much. This pandemic changed everything so much that we are able to do everything remote. It doesn't matter where I live in the world, actually. Yeah, I think that is a very valid point. I mean, you are based in Hamburg, right? Correct. But could I work with you from here? So, you know, I'm in between Stuttgart and the Black Forest, but would it still be possible for me to work with you as a financial planner or would I have to be in Hamburg? Oh, no, we can work remotely. Very good. Yeah. So, yeah. The consultations, you know, they are like face-to-face -face and all the documents, you know, you get per email. And so it works actually wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So that is a great thing. So can you explain in more detail what it would be like to work with you specifically? And, and for example, if um, yeah, somebody's been listening now and finds it very helpful and interesting what you do. So what, how does it work to work with you and what would uh, they need to do to get in touch? So uh, the first thing that, of course, you write me a message, you have to let me know that you exist <laughs> so I can <laughs> reply to your message. Um, so, yeah, just leave a hi, hi, I'm interested, or via the homepage, there's a form you can fill out. And then I will get back to you um, with an email and with a suggestion of a first meeting. And the first meeting is just to introduce each other, where I tell a bit more about, you know, what I do, how I work. Um, then, of course, I will gather a lot of information uh, about your person, um, for example, your salary, what are your wishes, your goals, what you have already in insurances, so it makes sense, everything. Then I will show you, okay, what kind of topics I can help with. And then the customer chooses, you know, because financial planning is such a bright field. Uh, so I say, okay, I don't have the Huffley. So let's start with that first. Or, ah, I'm interested in a private health insurance. Or what's with pension? Hmm, hmm I have kids. I, how could I say for my kids? And then um, I make a list and Beratungsprotokoll. And then I ask the customer with which topic you like to start first. And then you know, the customer says, okay, what urges me the more is my pension. And then we start with that topic. And then we move on, depending on his time, on my time until he has the financial planning. And sometimes it takes years to make a whole financial planning because customers have their lives as well. You know, uh, they have children, they have work, you know, they can't sit with me for hours and say, okay, let's make it. So it takes one or two years to have the planning overall. 
Um, and then uh, we have serving uh, service meetings where we talk about, you know, um, goals. So for example, when I see, okay, this person is saving, but doesn't have a Haftlichtversicherung, na, 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 it's not so good. So I really try to make that understanding that's uh, needed when you have savings, uh, especially in Germany. And, um, and yeah, the consultations, they go on like that because the, the life, the life changes or sometimes they just, okay, now I want to talk about my private health insurance. So we talk about that. Yeah, that is kind of similar, uh, like it happens in my coaching session. So people might come to me with a goal, but then life happens in between. So maybe we need to adapt the goal to whatever is urgent right now. And I think that is quite similar with your financial planning. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And then all documents, for example, when you send a contract, you need to send it to the customer. So you send it via email and then he can print it out or he can sign that, you know. Um, online and then I send it back to the companies and the companies get back to the customer with a formal letter. So the transition is very, very fast. Yeah, and everything they want to change, they can drop me an email. I have a wonderful assistant, Mandy. She takes really good care of the customer. She's so sweet. Yeah, so people are in good hands, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I will definitely also add the link to your website in the show notes so um, everybody can contact you very easily if they are interested to do it. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Great. So um, I think we've covered all of the questions I had or is there anything else that you think we missed or that you would like to add? Maybe, yeah, like um, financial planning is fun. Um, nobody is going to be pushy or to try to sell something or you know it's just um give it a try um feel if it's something that you you like because i think every person needs that because money is just a tool you know we even we do not need to freak out about money too much because it's just a tool this is we cannot forget that that money is not everything and we just need to treat money as it is you know to buy things or to create things more not That, that's it. No, because many people say, oh, I spend too much. And they are very hard on themselves. And of course, yes, I agree. Part of the budgeting. But still, you know, um, the past is a past. And, you know, we can make everything right from the moment we start saving for better. Ooh, that is a very beautiful, um, yeah, beautiful things you just said to end this podcast episode. Um, yes, that money is just a transferring method. And yeah, and to look into the future. So yeah, thank you so much for all the advice that you've given us today. I think it's really valuable for all the expats here in Germany. Um, so I'm very grateful that you were on my podcast as one of the first interview guests. So thank you so much, Alethea. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs>